record record there we go all right what is going on everybody it is your host jay money here and welcome back to episode 18 of jay money talks podcast and this one is a big episode uh yep sorry if it's been a week or two without an episode i've been uh busy mostly i've been i hung out with a friend for birthday and uh and uh just took some time to chill for you know the holidays and stuff so and we're kind of getting to a part at work where it's gonna get a little busy so trying to record episodes is gonna be a little difficult especially during the month of december so i think we're gonna do like smaller episodes maybe uh try at least keep them down to like maybe two or three big topics and then head on into it so for this episode I would usually go into maybe maybe some NFL football. I mean, the big thing that is I want I would love to talk about the uh, Ravens struggles. Ravens struggles. I could talk about the fact that the Ravens and Steelers is getting postponed to Tuesday because some strength coach decided to give everyone the goddamn COVID side ring COVID chant Corona chant into the goddamn. Practiceville is silly, and everyone, and she decided to give everyone a piece. Basically, dreamed goddamn practiceville like a fucking merry-go-round, where everyone got a ride. Everyone. I can talk about that in, while this game is now delayed, has not got, that was supposed to be played yesterday. At the time of this recording, it is November 27th, 2020. Could have been played yesterday, which was Thanksgiving, to where it could have been played Sunday afternoon, to now it's going to be played on Tuesday night. Where I'm at the point of saying, like, damn it, Baltimore just forfeit the goddamn game. So, yeah, that's one thing I could talk about. I could talk about how college basketball is now back. Louisville is this this moment. is now 2-0. It's now 2-0, and I'm happy that college basketball is kind of back. NBA is on the horizon because right now at this point, since Ravens are kind of had the expectations of pretty much being a Super Bowl contender, it's now starting to feel very dashed. And right now we're hard, we're in the hunt, and now we're kind of on the outside looking in. I feel like we're probably going to have to. I'm kind of looking forward towards basketball now. So yeah. Let's just say I'm happy. I'm probably going to be focusing more on basketball for a minute. So, uh, yeah. That's also one thing. And uh, I could talk about a couple other things. But, for this one, nope. Because, let's just say, last week, uh, it involves me. It's all something I was a part of for quite a while. Especially for a while. And that was competitive Smash Super Smash Brothers. Yes, Acton, I was a part of the Super Smash Brothers community, the competitive scene uh, back in the back in when I was a uh, nineteen, when I was like 19, 20 years old. So, a uh, very a while back, for a while back, and for a while back, and well, this one, this week's last, this happened actually last Thursday on November nineteenth. Where Nintendo, the Nintendo of America, issued a season assist to the Big House, which is one of the biggest, one of the biggest Smash tournaments 
of the year. Usually held every fall in around October, sometimes in December, in November. So, and so what happened is, so if you're wondering what happened, Nintendo, it said of usual Nintendo tournaments, it was going to be ran on November, on December the 4th, which is actually next week, on the weekend of December 4th to the 6th, which was next week. That was the plan. There was going to be an online, this would be an online version of of the big house where where there would be Melee and Super Smash Bros. Melee, which is the second game of the Super Smash Bros. series, and the most recent edition, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is on the Nintendo Switch. Now, you're probably wondering, how was a tournament, how was a Melee tournament going to happen in 2020? Like, how is that possible? And how are they going to do it online? Now, if you're wondering, right, how are they doing a Super Smash Bros. Melee tournament? Isn't it on the game, on the Nintendo GameCube? Yes, it is, but it is actually being run. There is a way of doing online netplay on the Switch, which involves the emulator known as Dolphin. Delay for Wii U slash Game Boy, the Wii slash GameCube emulator known as Dolphin. And would be using the Melee ROMs. That would be the case. Well, recently, well, recently this year, a developer by the name of Fizzy created a created a mod to to uh, sl to the Dolphin emulator called Slippy, which installed rollback netcode. Now you're wondering what is rollback netcode. In terms of most fighting game players, the best way I can say is it pretty much roll back. It compensates whatever frames of lag it is and helps compensate the frames. Frames it helps compensate lag. It's a good netcode if it's implemented. It helps compensate lag, and pretty much if you're playing, uh, it helps create a more offline ex crazy experience online. More uh, feel like a more of an offline match. It is, it's hardly seen at all, hardly seen in much, in much cases, but it is, but it is actually pretty good online, it is being, is being used in, most recently, a few uh, popular fighting game developers in SNK has brought back in a couple of their games titled Garo, Garo Mark for Wolves, and Kina Fight, and the Kina Fighters Ultimate Match 2002 Unlimited Match. Uh, they actually really pretty much added Robot Neko to those games and they are pretty much selling pretty well. And most recently Arc Simpson Works, a developer slash a popular fighting game developer in Japan, uh, uh, talked to a group of developers who end up creating a actually did a mod of themselves to add Robot Neko to their game and they decided to add those those developers to their team to add that rollback netcode into their most re into one of their games called which is Guilty Gear XX Action Core R Plus. I think I got the name right. It is. That's just. I know it's a mouthful. Trust me, it is. But Melee was going to use that, use that port slip, use that bond Slippy to create this this. Exp to use the for a melee tournament, which was the big house was going to do. 
the big Alex ends up issuing a statement because Nintendo Nintendo gave him a season assist. This the statement reads as follows. The big house is heartbroken to share we've received a cease and desist from Nintendo of America Incorporated to cancel our upcoming online event. While we we were informed, we do not have permission to host or broadcast the event, primarily due to the usage of Slippy. Sadly, all our competitions are infected. We are forced to comply with the order and cancel the big house online for both Melee and Ultimate. Refund information will be sent shortly. We apologize for all those infected. So, so Nintendo started a started this, ended up starting this thing recently. Started uh, it's happened as a result. Nintendo decided because as a result of Nintendo ordering a cease and desist, a large condition of melee Super Smash Bros. melee community, which is Probably the largest uh, monsters match community in general came out and said, kind of came out and pretty much told Nintendo, "A, that is bullshit. It's kind of bullshit. You need to like." And very much a lot of people, a lot of new sites also came in on this statement among a lot of things, saying that it was a bad call. It was a bad call. There is actually an article by Kotaku who would probably make it more similar, make explain this a whole lot better, which I will put in the description box below. Uh, one of the things is it helped a lot when, uh, especially when the, because most of the tournament circuits, because most of the tournaments is very grassroots and will require in person, is requires in person attendance, attendance. But since COVID nineteen has happened, you can't really have a gathering more than twenty five people. And let's just say Smash tournaments in general have more than twenty-five people in in uh, more than twenty-five people. So yeah, not happening whatsoever until either a, a vaccine happens or b we can all get our shit together. Uh, so so because of the players being uh, upset about this situation, multiple players. Went in and voiced their displeasure to Nintendo, to Nintendo, and with the hashtag Free Melee, as one of the five gods of the game, who is pretty much one of the best players in the world, Joseph Mango Marquez wrote on Twitter: "Remember this when you buy their shitty Pokemon game for the one hundredth time." Adam Armando Lingren, one of another top melee player, one of the best of all time. He says, of all the shit from Nintendo, Nintendo, this takes the prize. It's a global pandemic going on, and again, in Nintendo, once again, wants the competitive scene to suffer. Is it too much to ask that people can play in competing games from home during this time? Uh, the Fizzy, the Slippy developer himself, actually said in his own statement, With Slippy Online, I've worked hard to create as close to an authentic in-person experience as possible. The Melee community has been clear in expressing their gratitude. It has enabled competing in and watching top-level competition without re requiring risky gatherings. I am disappointed that Nintendo is restricting our ability to power through these hard times. 
Well, there is now this is not the first instance that Vegas has had issues with Nintendo. Nintendo has sponsored this tournament before in the past. So it's so I think even if that was the case, now if Nintendo was told like, hey, we're actually gonna use Dolphin, just use Dolphin for the event, I think it probably would have still went on without a hitch. Now the net code would be a little uh sus and would be difficult to hand would be difficult to how you would broadcast that but hey who knows who knows what have happened what would have happened so so yeah um but Nintendo isn't the first time isn't the first time that Nintendo would actually get on would try to do uh, some stuff with the melee community with melee community before as in 2017, in the 2017 version of Big House, the they issued a video-wide ban on third-party box-style controllers. As there is recently a group called Hitbox made a box-style controller with buttons uh, that was based on a Smash controller, which is called like the Smash Box, which is called a, the Smash Box, which basically was an easier way because. Which is actually an interesting uh, way of playing the game, and they kind of banned. It. They actually had to ban it because Nintendo was like, "Yeah, only we only allow pretty much the usage of our our controllers and not any of this." So not happening. So, and then let's not forget that Nintendo also kept the game from appearing in 2013, as they end up raising almost a hundred thousand dollars to for breast cancer research. And a donation drive to Evo as Evo was trying to host a donation drive to for a winning community for a spot at Evo in 2014, which which they actually tried to where like the day before the tournament began, Nintendo kind of told the Evolution Championship Series or Evo that a you are not going to. You, you cannot host or broadcast the event in any way, shape, or form. And the internet blew, blew up on them and told them, like, yo, you need to change your mind. Come on. We, rose, we raised, like, over 100 grand to get this game on that stage. Please. We need this. And Nintendo was like, okay, let you guys go. Because right now, we're kind of looking like the people who were kind of just selling everybody. Fuck the titties, basically, at that point. So... That is the kind of a case here is the big end pretty much right now is at a point where it is a question of Nintendo is at this point in time pretty much got this is now getting uh, probably getting talked about now in this case involving this about their decision over this whole thing. This that was the case until. Why is this? Trying to get rid of this. Uh, okay, there we go. So that was actually the case where it was free melee for a little bit, to now for a long little while later, to actually now later on. So. Now, 
So now, in actuality, it is. So now, a few days go by later on that now. So a few days go by and a recently, now recently, a few days ago, we actually have a hash, now there's a hashtag called Free Smash. It turned from hashtag Free Melee to now hashtag Save Smash because recently a, a twit longer by a Twitter account by on at Anonymous Smash 2 released a twit longer said titled how nintendo has hurt the smash community there are a lot of pieces about this this was a thing that was written months prior to nintendo sending the cd to the big house and it explains that basically in a whole summary as i read this read beats and pieces of it it was basically made that it was basically that nintendo has worked out has tried has been held back in terms of being like more legitimized and pretty much having tournament circuits and stuff like that. Legitimate tournament circuits by a lot of actions by Nintendo. The Twit Longer Reason states this was written months prior to Nintendo sending the CD to the big house. It was not written with that context in mind. This is being released anonymously for obvious reasons. To begin, I want to state that I am not a journalist. What I am writing below is directly from what I've been told by the individuals who work at these companies or are deeply familiar with the business dealings of these companies by the nature of their position in esports. I did not attain, obtain emails, contracts, or documents to verify their claims. I am merely trusting their word. If a journalist wants to take it to the next level to check everything, I would encourage it. I also want to point out that what I write below does not just include Melee, as we described earlier. What I am about to describe applies to Smash 4, which is the game prior to Ultimate, which is actually the game I got my competitive start in, Ultimate, and even Brawl as well, which is actually the first game, first Smash game I played, not as a casual, not just not competitively, but as a regular, like casual person, as casual that introduced me to the series, actually. Game that introduced me to the series. All Smash scenes have been held back by Nintendo's actions, which is kind of true because, especially now, people now you're probably thinking, like, what about the people who played the original Smash game? There is actually a competitive scene, a competitive Smash 64 scene, which, in a way, kind of would get affected because. Anything negative that happens with melee or melee or ultimate or something kind of trickles down to Smash 64 and yeah, so it is true that basically anything get held back by Nintendo's actions, it does affect the people who do play Smash 64 a ton. I am writing this for the purpose of making the community at large aware of the things that I and many others of the community have been aware of for years. But we're simply unwilling to talk about publicly because of the hope that Nintendo would make something happen. That hope is pretty much gone for me now, so I feel completely okay with sharing what I know. So, for the longest time, it's been known that Nintendo has wanted to avoid supporting the Smash esports scene in a way that helps us grow past grassroots level. 
Nintendo is this entity that, for cultural and or financial reasons, has cho simply chosen not to not get involved in esports. Involved in esports with Smash, at least not on the level that publishers get involved with most major esports. Now, this part here is kind of true, and I can understand there's a part of it because in Jap some Japanese law, they deem esports like competitive gambling, where like it's gambling and it's an outdated thing that's been goes back to like centuries and it's a weird thing that had to be that got corrected like last either in 2018 late 2018 early 2019 and i think uh the limits to prize pots were like very very small and there was actually a story about a popular fighting game player named uh momochi kind of foregoing like a huge tourney prize pot in protest to the law and it's something there so i we can understand why that nintendo would want to avoid doing anything esports because if they do some if they saw a family friendly company like them supports esports in japan they kind of look at it like oh you're supporting gambling they're supporting gambling so there's like a negative stigma there so i think i can understand why they would not want to get involved in esports whatsoever, or at least at that level that publishers get involved with it. We've heard we've heard quotes from top executives at Nintendo many times about their disinterest in competitive gaming. We accept this because it is their intellectual property, and they can have whatever vision they see fit for it. That is that is the case. That that makes sense because Nintendo. Because the idea of what Smash is, it's a party game. You and a group of friends just play your favorite Nintendo characters or other uh, video game characters, favorite video game characters like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, or Solid Snake, or Ryu, or in, of course, most recently, Minecraft Steve, which came out in the most recent DLC pack. In the most recent DLC pack. So. Their vision is seen this way. However, Nintendo stands feels less innocent when you understand that they also develop deliberately prevent other entities from helping our scene through various actions or inaction. Furthermore, these acts have gone on while stamping their names on our grassroots events or inviting a few of our personalities to their events. We regularly get a smidgen of hope that they're taking steps in the right direction, but no significant changes ever take place. They directly benefit from our community's existence while providing re relatively little support and taking actions that hurt our scene. So, this note is ran out to shed, written to shed the light, light, light on the different ways Nintendo has stopped the scene from growing. As a part of this community, you deserve to know what many top players and influencers in the Smashing have known for years. The only reason I speak on this now is because I feel we're now at the point where we have nothing to lose. In the past, we'd be afraid to speak publicly because there was some hope that we were so close to having a real esports relationship with Nintendo only to have that opportunity consistently slip away. That does feel like a thing because Nintendo does sponsor a few tournaments like they sponsored... A couple Genesis tournaments. They've sponsored, I believe, some big, a couple big house events. They've sponsored, I think they put their stamped their name on Evo. Sponsored the Evo tournament. Uh, they're uh, 
sponsored for, became a sponsor for Evo and a few other things. Other things, they've held a couple Smash Invitationals and they've started doing online tournaments. Uh, have had a couple online tournaments. Online and offline tournaments recently. So, it is a, there is a thing where they're kind of dipping the water, but it's not anything like significant where it's like, hey, instead of like doing this, Matt, doing this like, instead of like you guys, like a community doing these tournaments, how about this? We're going to make a circuit for you guys. Hey, guess what? We're going to put our money, put our money where our mouth is, and we're going to give you guys a circuit. F, F, thanks. You know, for the game. So, for you guys loving the game, we're going to make a circuit, tournament circuit for you. I made a circuit for you guys. So, it is a thing where now it's like, well, Nintendo actually had a real A-Sports relationship. Now, there is actually, now, here are the multiple third-party entities that have attempted to work with Smash. There are actually several entities that have attempted to work with Nintendo to create events for not just Super Smash Bros. Melee, Smash 4, which is Super Smash Bros. 4 for Nintendo Wii U, but, and 3DS, but mostly at, we're talking about the Wii U version, so, Smash 4 is the Wii U version, basically, but, uh, that's what it is, Smash 4 and Ultimate, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. The following are just some of the bigger esports entities that were brought up to me. First is E-League. E-League is the organization that has brought Counter-Strike, Street Fighter, and many other games to ESPN and had attempted to throw a large ESPN while technically not, e well, not technically ESPN, but TBS and also I think some uh, stuff would get uh, rebroadcasted onto like CBS, I think some stuff ESPN, ABC, ABC and etc. So... I kind of understand ESPN, but yeah. Over that is the organization has brought a couple of these games onto more or less a four to more mainstream audiences, more mainstream TV stations back in the day, which helps out a lot. The fact that they were actually playing a role, a huge fan for Smash, is a big thing, especially the exposure there. Because I've, because I actually had a conversation with my father is like. Man, if Smash was on ESPN one day, I know... If Melee was on ESPN for, for like, they did Evo. Melee, put Melee that's for Evo on ESPN. I know the amount of media... I already know the amount of views on that thing would be in the millions. And... Be in the millions. And... Turns out there was a thing... There was going to be a thing for Smash by E-League. In the end, he only got the rights to rebroadcast the E-Free Ultimate Eden Invitational, which came out in 2018. My supporters explained to me that the rebroadcast rights served mostly as a consolation, consolation for Nintendo, as Nintendo wasn't cooperating on allowing them to run a more meaningful Smash event. So, Nintendo has wanted to get... has tried to get... E-League has tried to get Nintendo to... Hey, can we at least can we try at least run a Smash event like a great Smash event? And they're like, and Nintendo was just nope. It's like okay, can we like re can we rebroadcast? All right, the only thing we'll let you rebroadcast like the E Free Ultimate Invitational, which I think was on like once. 
I think once on uh, TBS, and I think once on uh, on like CBS, like on a Sunday afternoon, which basically no one watched. I don't think anyone watched, so it was just all thrown on there just for the sake of being thrown on for airtime. So, so uh, yeah. Next, we go to HTC. HTC, which I believe is the, I believe HTC was a phone company, because I think HTC was a, it was a well-known tech company and a phone company. Yes, a Taiwanese consumer electronics company overknown for, you know, of course you remember like the HTC, HTC Vive and, and a few of the other like big name phones and stuff. You know, like the HEC5 and like a couple other phones. And a couple other phones, big phones back in the day. Now they're kind of not, uh, they don't exist as much anymore. I think they're now, uh, I think it's, uh, but, uh, yeah, basically, uh, and yeah, HTC, they're now known for the HTC5, a popular, uh, VR headset and a couple they have a couple phones but now it's not you don't hear as much from them anymore from all, but back then back in like 2015 HTC hosted a Cap One Day event ran by HTC Esports they threw HTC Throwdown after the event in 2015 this one day event in 2015 HTC Esports actually had interest in running a Smash circuit with more money than, than at the time we had ever seen in Smash. However, because an official Nintendo Twitch circuit was quote on to was quote unquote just about finalized, HTC was asked instead was to instead aim to sponsor the main circuit rather than run a competing circuit. As it happened, as a result, HTC decided to back out on running this circuit under that expectation that, hey, okay, Twitch and Nintendo is gonna have a circuit come up, it's coming soon. Why, why not? We'll just go ahead and just you know see about laying a sponsor role, maybe throwing another HTC throwdown under the Twitch and Nintendo banner. So, as a win-win, right? So, as we now know, in and that is actually in the Twitch surge in the Twitch, se Twitch section later on, that that circuit never came to be. So, that's going to be a good one, because that one I read, and I'm like, they had this ready for years, and I'm upset about it, but back this is a thing, because this one, having a time when I was a big time thing. So, next we got ESL. ESL is a popular circuit, I think mostly known in Europe, Mostly well known for its Counter Strike League, for Counter Strike leagues, and I think a European, I think a European League of Legends and a few other things. Mostly Europe, European uh, league, Euro, Europe leagues, leagues in Europe, sports leagues in Europe. I think most of them are. So ESL made an attempt to work with Nintendo to run its own circuit slash league, but Nintendo was largely unresponsive. They tried to make meaningful contact with the company. Prepared decks to sell the idea, pretty much sell this idea of running its Arcade Ant League, but it couldn't go anywhere as Nintendo would just not respond to them. They just pretty much decided not to go ghost. 
One Now, the, the Anonymous Smasher says, I think it's interesting to note that Nintendo was actually willing to have Splatoon have the game Splatoon, which is pretty much COD, but the family-friendly version. So yeah, Karens, if you really want your kids to play COD, but not, and not, you don't want to deal with either the lobbies or cussing and BS, then get your kids Splatoon. It's pretty much, you get, you're pretty much playing as Squid Kids and shooting ink and covering the field in it. In color ink. It's fun. I haven't played it, but it is actually pretty fun. You should try it. I recommend it. It's for your kids. So, to the Smasher, he says that it shows that Nintendo was willing to support teams that don't fry, that clearly does not thrive on their own, which is, of course, Platoon and the most recent Switch game, Arms. Which, but when it comes to Smash, they say, nope, we're just going to chill and reap whatever benefits, whatever you guys do as a crew access community. We're just going to come back, we'll just come high and just, you know, reap benefits. So, basically, you're pretty much just like, you know, it, it feels like you pretty much, it's like you have free kids, right? Platoon arms are the two kids that your parents will put all the time and energy to. And Smash is pretty much that one kid that gets neglected all the time and just treated like shit. So, yeah, basically, they aren't going to touch Smash because they can hang back and reap the benefits that we create as a grassroots community, essentially letting us do all the work while doing nothing to help us get bigger. Next, this is a big one, which is MLG, which is a well-known, uh, which is one of the most well-known, uh, at the time, back in the mid 2000s, mid to late 2000s, into 20, into early parts of 2010s, MLG uh, was a big, well-known, was a well-known uh, video game energy that brought in a lot of tournaments from, have helped produce uh, esports content for pretty much a lot, and helped produce leagues and circuits for pretty much a variety of games from Call of Duty. Call of Duty, sometimes Street Fighter, you got Tekken, I think some stuff. Call of Duty, you got Halo, you got stuff, StarCrafts, you got StarCraft 2, I think in some cases some Dota stuff, I think. And Counter-Strike, and most notably Counter-Strike, and helped bring out a lot of this stuff to the mainstream at the time, which back then, esports was the niche thing back then. So, it was a niche thing back then. So, in 2015, MLG held an event with Melee, Melee, which was MLG Anaheim, Anaheim back in 2015, and they later had an event with Smash 4. And according to uh, the source, the to uh, the anonymous Smasher source, MLG did not continue working with Smash Melee after MLG MLG Anaheim back in 2015 because Nintendo wanted to charge a $50,000 licensing fee per event. Per event, keep that in mind. So let's say let's do some math on that. Fifty thousand times, let's say fifty thousand times twenty. That is a million dollars a year, basically. Back then, MLG. Understand this esports back then was a niche thing. This is a really like where everything you got pretty much you have to raise it depending on the community and a few TV deals and a few other things. Trying to produce a, 
a million dollars is a hard call. That's a lot of stuff. And let's say if they wanted to do, if let's say uh, MLG wanted to do 20 of them, yeah, they got to pay up a million dollars for a year. One season for one year of maybe one year. That's a lot of money, and especially back then. Which was actually over the double asking rate for Street Fighter 4. At that time, was a much more modern fighting game. And they were asking for less than more than half. So, of course, you gotta do your math here. Who, which one do you think they were gonna go to? The, at the time, at the time, a 14-year-old fighting game, a Smash, a Nintendo game, which is on some hardware that hardly can be found in TVs and CRT TVs that are rare to find now. Starting to go die out. Or you're going to go with Street Fighter 4, which is on more modern consoles. Or you're going to go with Street Fighter 4, a game with more modern consoles. Pretty much you can put it on a mo on a computer monitor, play on a computer monitor, and and it just, and they're all, and you can find them pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. Nintendo could not, they decided to go with Street Fighter 4, which makes sense. This practice to Smasher set to anonymous sends seems like a way to effectively shut down Melee and MLG without directly preventing them from actually running it. It's like, okay, we'll let you guys run it, but you gotta pay this much money. I would assume that this fee would also be char would be charged and no real support would be provided by Nintendo as has been the case with some Marvel's events. Now there have been multiple cases with there also have been multiple cases with Nintendo with Nintendo and MLG and it is well known that it's been spoken of publicly by former employees and insiders. There are multiple instances. For example, back in twenty ten MLG denied was denied the rights to stream Super Smash Bros. Brawl back in 2010 by Nintendo. And that Nintendo denied the USA Television Network from ever putting the Smash portion of any MLG events back in 20, 2006. And there is a quote from Sundance says that from Sundance, I believe one of the main uh, people worked with MLG at the time, or I believe a Sundance Network or something like that, we of course know that the MASH community is just, is just as excited as we are to follow the tournament and see who makes their mark on the biggest stage in gaming. And we are committed to doing everything we can to make our coverage of the of the tournament as comprehensive as possible. However, I'm sorry to say that we will not be able to have a live stream for Smash in Orlando this weekend. In order to stream something like this, we have to secure live streaming rights from the game's publisher. And despite our best efforts, we have not been able to get permission from Nintendo thus far. We kept the conversation going all the way down to the wire in hopes that we'd get an 11th hour approval and could still stream the event. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. I know this is disappointing news, and believe me, we don't like it either. There's just no way around it. A company of our size simply has to play by the rules. 
I know a lot of you guys have seen local Smash tournaments streamed online and are probably wondering why we can't just do the same thing. The answer is because we are a real company with real visibility and real things to lose. We can't fly under radar like a local tournament can, nor would we want to. And A, have a good case there, because a local Smash tournament livestream, it will get probably, maybe, i say this, like, for example, I'm, I probably can go, like, say, I say, YouTuber Twitch, I say an average, the average, like, Smash, I say the average, like, Smash tournament, or average, uh, the average Smash tournament or average uh, melee tournament. I think a lot of uh, a lot of the games really only had like probably a few. Probably only had like at least I don't know, like at least um at the time when I was I think at the time when I was doing like because also I think at the time I. When I did, uh, stuff, I guess, I think I only had, like, I think it was only, like, um, only, like, I think the most, like, two or three viewers, maybe, watching the live stream, when I was, like, commentating, I commentated, like, a couple turning matches, like, not many, Matt, not many people watching, like, are gonna watch, like, a local, or regional, little regional, but if it was, say, let's say, uh, but if it was like someone like let's say the big house or one of the majors like the big house or CEO or Evo, Daddy's gonna have thousands of viewers and a lot of eyes. So they can't like something like that can't be eyes are gonna be on it and and someone like MLG, there would be thousands of people watching their event. So this was something that was not going to happen. That was going to happen. That Nintendo would catch on very, very quickly. No matter how much it would even try to keep it low key, it was not going to happen. So, so so yes. Uh, the big thing is there's just no way around it. A company of our size simply has to play by the rules. I know a lot of you guys have seen, so I've probably said this before, they are, uh, the answer, big answer is, they're a real company who has real visibility, real things to lose, they can't fly on the radar like a local tournament can, nor would we want to. That is the big thing. Now, the MLG era back then was a long time ago, but back then, it, at a time where Commander's was starting to be a, you know, a big, starting to become a thing, actually impacted the scene for a while and would have been shut down except until 2013 happened where the their appearance at EVO 2013 and also the Smash Brothers documentary which is a great documentary that described the entire Smash scene which helped out a lot. I re highly recommend you guys actually you guys actually watch this. You guys should check it, check it out on YouTube. I think I can find a link to the Smash documentary and put it in the description as well. As well. Now we get to the two big things which I 
pretty much am like, which kind of got me like upset because this is, I understand, this is that time where I was A, playing Smash competitively at a serious, serious level, and two, I was also starting off my gaming channel and stream, Twitch streams. So, let's just say, uh, let's say I kind of would, I'm probably upset myself because even if I wasn't that good, who knows, that exposure could have helped me out a ton. So, let's just say that. I'll just say that. So, let's go on to Red Bull. Red Bull, initially it was Red Bull, Twitch, and Nintendo in talks to start a circuit similar to Red Bull Proving Grounds for Smash. Red Bull Proving Grounds is a well-known circuit where monthly tournaments would take place across cities in the U.S. And at the end of the season, the top players from each locale would compete, come to compete in the championship event, which probably cost, like, I think, thousands of dollars. Uh, it is well-known. Rebel Pokemon Rants has helped a lot of people in terms of also, let's just say, Street Fighter uh, did a couple of these Pokemon Rants events and helped bring a uh, nice to a ton of new players across the country, a fresh new faces on the community, and uh, help it bring uh, more of an eyes on the scene. So, so yeah, Red Bull actually did much of the of the legwork to get it to launch, but it was Red Bull that was effectively cut from the conversations and the deal altogether. So, now we get to Twitch. Twitch and later Move Red Bull had been in negotiations with Nintendo to run a sanctioned circuit for Smash, including Smash 4 and Melee starting around 2015. Twitch was fronting the cost of this deal with a budget in the millions per year. Keyword here. A budget of millions of dollars per year. Keep that in mind. While Nintendo, at this time would own the League brand because, despite fair lack of financial contribution. Keep in mind, back in 2014 and 2015, Nintendo was in a bad spot because before the Switch was a console they tried selling called the Wii U. And they marketed this bad boy out badly. People looked at this thing like it's a different number Wii and a whole bunch of other things. Tried to promote this gamepad, which is bad. Which is just a, which hardly did shit, and and there was hardly any games that, outside of most uh, first party most first party games Nintendo made, which did amazing. There was hardly any third party support, and people just and they had a three dollar hundred dollar price tag, and this came out at the late portion of when the PS3 and Xbox 360 was coming towards the end of its lifespan, and the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 was coming on the horizon, and Nintendo, and, uh, the X, and, uh, Microsoft and Sony sell their, their, uh, versions, sold, uh, newer, like, okay, good versions, oh, smaller, yet powerful versions of the game, of their consoles for 
a cheap 250 270 and Nintendo no matter what try to keep it at two at 300 at 300 so yeah let's just say Nintendo got wrecked though so that's the main reason I bought this bought that thing was just to play Smash was just to play Smash Bros and that was pretty much it only ever game I played was probably like an Injustice port, which was alright, which not much really was there to it. It was just like a, I just wanted to play something for fun. So, yeah. Anyways, moving on. It was moving on. It was, so Twitch was going to put millions a year into this, into this circuit and during this time, it seemed like Twitch was actually very close, always close, to actually having these conversations. Only was close to making it this deal happen until it end. Only to just have conversations that left just a pure response, no response from Nintendo you know, for months, which eventually just delayed the process. Process. Eventually, around the early portion of 2018, I say late 2017, early 2018, after three years of possible man hours and efforts to appease Nintendo, the parties actually came to an agreement. Was it a verb? It wasn't no verbal agreement. It wasn't just like some, you know, handshake agreement just made in good faith. This was a literal, like, written contractual agreement. Like, signed, you know, signed, sealed, written on the dot line that, hey, we are going to make a smash circuit for both Super Smash Bros. Melee and Smash 4. And keep in mind, both Melee and Smash 4 were big at the time, back in 2017-2018. Especially back then, especially Melee and, and Smash 4 broke attendance records for EVO. Like, people, I think the most, they pretty much, I say thousands... I say it broke the records for most attendees in a Smash event at an evil for an evil tournament. Like it like five thousand plus people. Evil not just for Smash and Melee, it also broke like I think uh, broke viewership records on Twitch for like an evil channel on the evil channel, Evo channel, and uh Mon Evers and Mon Evers, it was that's how big Melee and Smash 4 was. Like, thousands of people would watch the tournaments. Watch these tournaments. And thousands of people played this game. So, if that circuit happened, actually circuit happened in 2018, it wouldn't, it would have just made Melee and Smash 4 legitimate as a major esport. Because, back, because at this point in time, if you were if you did competitive melee and smash, despite the numbers, despite the viewership and everything, a lot of people in the fighting fighting game community, the overall fighting game community or the FCC, if you will, kind of looked at Smash as this kids game and a party game and all this stuff, and kind of like bullied them. Kind of just you're not you're not a fighting game. Like get out of here. In, in, even though they're, I'll say this, the Smash Mini 
yes, it is a kid's game, but there are teenagers, pretty much teenagers, people pretty much my age, and people in their 30s play this game, so I'm just saying, it's not just... Uh, the Smash uh, fan community is a diverse group of kid of all ages, races, shapes, sizes, you know, genders, you know, you name it. So, it's a big community. But the fact that this would have made this, made this the thing that would have made it happen. For years, the Smash community has had the viewership, the engagement, and that fan base to say that, hey, we are a top esports the only thing that kept us hold back was that we never, that our developer just never gave us the official green lights to say, hey, this, you guys can do these tournaments. You guys are religious. We will allow you guys to do circuits. Here is our, here's our stamp of approval. Go ahead and do it. Now, after all the years of manpower, money, and the stress of dealing with Nintendo's bullshits, bullshit over years, we have a running agreement to actually start a circuit. Now, what happened to that deal? Well, unbeknownst to anyone, Nintendo actually had plans to announce Smash Ultimate in 2018. The game came out in December on December 7th, December the 7th on of that year. What happened? Nintendo ended up going ghost on those working at Twitch even after this agreement was made. Then, once Ultimate got announced back in April of that, e April of that year, Nintendo went to Twitch, came to Twitch, back to Twitch, and I actually told them, like, hey, this since Ultimate's coming out, there's no reason to really have a tournament circuit for Smash 4 and Melee. So, yeah, it made no sense to them, like, keep doing Smash 4. Now, I can understand them not doing Smash 4 anymore, because at that point in time, the game was kind of dying out, because... We kind of dealing with we kind of are getting tired of like because in the back then at the slayport of uh, of Smash Four competitive scene we kind of was starting to see the character Bayonetta pretty much run shit because if you don't know that character is OP is an OP <laughs> like that Umber Witch finds ways of gripping and tearing into your ass. More ways than I can count, and let's just say, if you want, I can find, there's a video that can explain that shit a lot more. And then also you got Cloud in the competitive doubles, running rush out of you if both players on, on the team play Cloud, dual Cloud, so, yeah, let's just say Nintendo, let's just say everyone was tired in the tire of Smash 4, and... Kind of tired of Bayonetta and her bullshit, so, at that time, so, which I kind of was getting tired of, but, yeah, let's just say, in fact, there's a new game coming, that helps a lot. So, they actually told, so Nintendo told Twitch, hey, we're gonna wait to see how the community responds to Ultimate, and let's see if getting involved in esports in, with Ultimate actually made sense when, would make sense, once the game was released, so Twitch got told, hey, you guys are going to have to wait again, and hopefully later in the year when Ultimate comes out, we'll we'll talk it out again. So, so another close call, another year delay, no guarantee that they would make anything work once Ultimate has, was out. Ultimate has been out now, 
Ultimate has been released for about two years, and there has been no news inside of a circuit. As far as I've been made aware, full stocks of a circuit are completely dead. The Anonymous Smasher ends up having his personal comments, on, puts his personal comments on the entities that got screwed. Screwed, and, and uh, this is a big thing. According to my source, the entities mentioned above, every single one of them, have attempted to work with Nintendo while running all the costs. In other words, they attempt to work with Nintendo without asking for a time from All they seek is permission. This is not the normal practice. Typically, developers front some money for themselves to for a chance to run a circuit with companies like Red Bull and Twitch. In this instance, we have Twitch and Red Bull willing to put down a lot of money to run a circuit and still hardly anything comes from Nintendo. So, yes. So that's the big thing. Every single one of these companies was willing to work with Nintendo in some way, shape, or form. In with Nintendo, all in all the Indies were gonna do is like, hey, Nintendo, and here's the thing, and they were doing this at a time when Nintendo hardly could have any money because they were fucking fucked over by this Wii U couldn't market the Wii U properly, market the Wii U properly. And was getting screwed by that. So one of the things they need. So one of the things is that these companies said, "Hey, you guys don't have to. Don't worry about trying to spend any putting money aside to that. We'll pay. We'll make the money. We'll put the money up. All we need is your guys' name on that name on the circuit, and we got you. Because." That's all that's needed is the name. If a game, if a tournament is officially sponsored by Nintendo, you know Nintendo probably either A, put a sponsorship, actually sponsored it. So, basically these companies, all these entities, all these third party entities said, hey Nintendo, we want to run a Smash circuit or run this like maybe a Smash tournament circuit. We, all we ask is like, can you put your name on there, yay or nay? All we ask is we can put our name on there. If you can. That was basically the plan. This, the normal practice is developers... Developers like Capcom... Would throw, put money to... The entities... To these uh, other companies... To run a circuit. Like... Sample... Like like I said... Street Fighter did that with Red Bull... To promote the, to the Red Bull Proving Grounds... Stuff. I believe... Uh, I think another thing is... For example... I believe, uh, Dragon Ball, uh, actually, I actually have, uh, so many circuits actually in here. He says, another thing to note is that the people who have put years and countless hours into making this work with Nintendo has worked with making circuits happen for Tekken, basically, Namco Bandai, who is the developer and publisher of Tekken, also is, also has helped develop, uh, Smash 4 and Ultimate, aren't you? Dragon Ball Fires, published by Bamco Nam Ban, uh, Namco Bandai, and also developed by Arc System Works. Dragon Ball Fighters, which is the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour, and also the Tekken World Tour, and then Capcom with Street Fighter, which is also the Capcom Pro Tour. Capcom Pro Tour. There have been circuits for those games that have came into fruition within. Months. Negotiations 
The negotiations were just simple. Yet, for Nintendo and Smash, the process had actually taken over five years in counting. At a certain point, it becomes clear that Nintendo doesn't want Smash esports to ever happen. But they allow people to think it will. It will. So he decides to give his theory about why, why he wants to do it. And I think what and what he says actually is correct because it makes perfect sense to me. So he says here, this is his personal thoughts on what all of this means. It says here, Nintendo knows there is actually benefits to keeping this seem hopeful while never shutting this down completely. Let's think about it. If Nintendo really had such a problem with Smash Esports in general, they can shut it. They could shut it down, which is true. It is an IP that they can actually say they can pretty much just decide. They can decide, hey, no tournaments. We will no longer allow any tournaments that are not sponsored by us to be broadcasted or hosted in any way, shape, or form. They can say that whatever we want in. I can, try that, I can shut down a tournament, any, the Smash Esports scene, completely, if they chose to. Likewise, if Nintendo really wanted us to succeed, they could just apply their incredible resources to make it happen. Now, he actually, the anonymous Smasher says he has some thoughts on why we get neither outcome, neither outcome, and why Nintendo remains completely uncommitted to a verse scenario. It's just in the middle, and it's not choosing to be on the side of A... Shutting us down. Shutting the casino down immediately is a very would be very bad publicity. For example, at this point, at this point in 2020, the Spanish community has a big enough of a voice to influence the interactions of major corporations, including Nintendo. It is a thing like if because back in 2013, like I said, back in Evo 2013, they reversed their reprehensible decision to shut down the melee stream in Evo 2014 after they rose raised close to $100,000 to fight breast cancer. After causing a ruckus on the internet in five hours, after five hours of creating a riot on the internet, they decide, okay, we'll let the we'll let the stream be back on Evo. We'll, okay, alright, we'll let the stream be back on Evo. Evo. The facts of that moment actually rain out today. Actually rain out today. Now, that's... Now, seven years later, it's people that are teenagers. Teenagers who probably... Where Melee is their first game. Where Ultimate is now their first game. To people in their... In my age, 20s, it came in around, like, the time Brawl. Brawl and Smash 4 came around. To people who pretty much played this game since the beginning. Who were pretty much in their 30s. Got very couple probably now probably reaching the forty for forty mark. So now there is a lot of people, especially now the. So, so yeah, there are people who've grown into this series, very very long time for a very long time. Now it's no longer, and now we're in an era where pretty much now, the voice that voice is strong enough where now it won't be just on the internet. It can probably be on most. Big uh, news sites. Like I say, this if if Nintendo shut down the esports game completely, we will find a way of making sure that is on any and all possible news. Big news sites. 
I mean, CNN will find a way of talking about it. Fox News will find a way of talking about it. NBC will find a way of talking about it. NBC, CBS, ABC, ABC. It, it, the trickle-down effect here, it will pretty much any way, shape, or form, if Nintendo shut down Smash, they can get plastered all on this on this thing. Would end up ending this whole thing. Would If Nintendo ended the whole thing, that will be... The voices will be loud, and it will be put out everywhere to where Nintendo will probably will get shamed. Shamed in pretty much, and it would look bad for doing it. So that's why instead of you know helping the scene, they would they said like, okay, we're just gonna just just pretend we're helping the scene. We'll just dip our toes, and they know that. They know they don't want us to grow, and I think won't get it later. Maybe they, so, we're very bigger now, and they know how loud our voices are. Perhaps this, that is exactly why they dip, they only dip their toes and pretend to help the scene. Maybe they don't want us to help, want to help us grow and get louder. Maybe they don't want to spend money on this esports thing. Maybe they think a better Smash diverse from their version of the game. Which, is the true. Nintendo probably wants to keep the idea that it is a competitive party bowling type game where in competitive smash the rules are pretty much we pretty much play stocks a certain amount of stocks amount of stocks certain time limit we play a very certain amount of few stages and and yeah and if you're playing a character that Main thing is, if you play a character that is deemed OP to us, we pretty much will roast the shit out of you and probably find a way of making you feel like shit. So, that's probably the case. That, yeah, that's kind of usually how it was with, actually, if you played uh, Bayonetta, Smash 4 Bayonetta, you got bullied hard, <laughs> let's just say. And all I can say is, I feel, I'm sorry for pretty much... For some NA players, you deserve you guys shouldn't deserve all that at that point in time, but let's be honest, you play a character that's that good, I'm just saying you kinda were gonna get roasted. So roasting was gonna happen. So fine. However, while all that may be true, they simultaneously do what our voices give them. Do want what our voices can actually give Nintendo. Marketing, which is a ton of free marketing, which of course actually makes sense. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Which makes sense. They're always famous warp and never really prying it, never really stopping us either. Now, you might believe that Nintendo doesn't really need the community to sell the games. Yes, that is true. However, does it actually benefit them to allow us to exist as we do? Yes, absolutely. Because let's be honest. Why would you pay someone who probably who probably never heard of Smash Brothers in general, Smash Brothers in general, give her spirit uh, give their thoughts about what the game is to them? They're like, "Oh, it's uh this game that has Mario and uh on a uh, uh Charizard and uh, and uh, they, they don't they, that could be the case. Where 
me, like, oh, Smash, it's probably, it's a great fighting game. It has, like, a ton of stages. You have pretty much your favorite Nintendo characters like Mario, Donkey Kong. You got characters from, like, all the other, some well-known Nintendo franchises that are pretty much known in Japan, like Mar from Fire Emblem. You got players from characters like Captain Falcon in the F-Zero series. You got also people in, like, you got Mr. Game Watch. You got... And also, you can also have third-party characters like Sonic the Hedgehog. They have Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. They brought in Ryu from Street Fighter. They also have, like, and like a countless a bunch of characters. countless bunch of characters. So, characters. Like, instead of paying someone millions of dollars to thousands of dollars to pay to promote this game, they can pay, they can pay, basically, 100 bucks to Yenma. Joseph Mango Marquez, Adam Armada Lingren, Jose, uh, Jason Muti King Zimran, zero dollars and zero cents to come on to come on to like a sanctioned little sanctioned little e free tournament and to promote the game and guess what they get tons of viewership, found people found people buy their consoles and support the games, buy their games and probably the consoles to support it and. And it's a win-win. Nintendo gets tons of money. They don't have to pay any any influencers and anything, and these people to promote the game. So, so why not? That's better than nothing. I think it's very clear that Nintendo benefits from the influencers that the esports community has created. Hell, Nintendo has even used these influencers to for their invitations at E3 to help promote the game. Look at it this way. Imagine a world where Nintendo, where Smash Esports wasn't a thing, and Nintendo re releases a direct. You'd probably have quite a few people watching on their computers in the privacy of their own homes, and when it's done, they shut down and move on with day with their day. What we have instead are what we have instead are those are those very same people replying to Esam's tweet, sharing Leffen's video. Playing Xbox's reaction on repeat, you get hundreds of millions of impressions from fans of these influencers spraying the news of the game everywhere. It doesn't take an advertiser genius to understand the power of influencer marketing, and Nintendo is getting it not just for free, but while actively suppressing our scene from getting larger, and I think that's awful. The effects of this on the scene are being felt greater than ever before. Companies don't have the same enthusiasm of working with Smash like they used to. If they're even trying at all anymore, as far as I know, East, ESL, and Ely have nothing in the works for us, and Red Bull has resorted to clever workarounds to help us out on events without ever getting that ban hammer from Nintendo themselves. So, ESL and Ely sadly won't ever have any, anything in the works for us. I don't know if Ely is doing anything right now, sadly. ESL, I'm not sure if they're doing anything at all right now, so... It's, it's a shame that now E-League and ESL now, because of Nintendo being a huge dick, now is not even going to do anything with us. And Red Bull, it's, it's luckily, has been doing a couple things. And who knows if Twitch is going to just, you know what, fuck it, we're just going to do a circuit. We're going to help do a circuit. And we're going to do it because you guys signed the contract of doing this shit, so... We're gonna make a melee circuit. Fuck it. Because. Because fuck it. So. I don't know. Now, what major effects on the scene they have done is a big thing. For example, 
What are the biggest events? Biggest effects they have had on the scene? Well, here is this. Nintendo and grassroots events. It's a crazy world we live in when the announcement of a Nintendo-improved grassroots event is considered a bad thing by pretty much much of the community. It's a near guarantee that either A, UCF, which is Universal Controller Fix, which is a little, like, I think it's a mod, it's in a, in the GameCube or something, where they kind of made the, made sure, like, some of the fix, some of the stuff in uh, controllers help. Uh, Slippy, which we described, which we talked about earlier, the mod to the uh, Dolphin Emulator. And PM, aka Project M, which is a fan-made brawl mod, mod to Smash Super Smash Bros. Ball. It's where it played like Melee, gave uh, the UI a fresh coat of paint. Practically, if you want to describe it, it is the fan-made version of Melee HD. Super Smash Bros. Melee HD Edition. Give it a, sh give it a look. It's actually pretty cool. It's, uh, it was pretty cool at the time, back in uh, 20, uh, around 2010s. Actually, it's uh, I don't know if there's any PM stuff now, but I say search Project M and you can find probably some matches, and it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, won't be present. I spoke to a few TOs to get some insight on as to what comes with a Nintendo partnership for an event. For my conversations, the benefits include allowing events to use their brand, which adds legitimacy to sponsors and potential attendees. The event won't get a season assist, not that it would likely to be it would be likely to begin with, but this partnership would guarantee that it won't. And then for some events, they're supposed to use the Nintendo VS Twitter account to post about the event. For one event in particular, Nintendo did not deliver it deliver on Making that one, making this one simple tweet, but actually did it during the second year. So basically, the first year they actually partnered with one event, they didn't actually make a simple ass tweet. Make a simple tweet about a tournament, which is fucked up. A top player can tweet. I say this: a top player can make that a same tweet about a tournament. I may knew that thing will get hundreds of likes and hundreds of retweets within the next, within like a 10 minutes, in 10 minutes. Bet. So, whatever. So, that's actually it about support. Support actually varies between events after that. It says here, uh, one TO received partial support for consoles at the event, while others did not. While no TOI spoke to received direct financial support, at least one event received indirect support via connections that enabled setups for enabled discounts for setups and equipment. However, every setup for Splatoon was provided by Nintendo at every event they were a part of. Nintendo would also take up floor space for ultimate activation arenas before the game's events. Before the game's release. for Ultimate Activation Arenas before the game's release. This is all without directly paying the tournament's organizers. So effectively, they were taking up four space that people typically have to pay for to promote their own upcoming titles and events filled with Nintendo fans. 
it seems Nintendo can fully support games that they're choosing when they want to. Basically, at events where, basically, if you were trying to try to at least promote, uh, pretty much promote Ultimate at any event, Nintendo would sell, would just buy, would try to take up any of that force base. They, they'd probably just find ways of blocking your, blocking your path or whatever, basically, or something. Just to practically just block that game from being released. It Ultimate still sold well. Don't get me wrong. Ultimate sold tons of copies. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. So, basically, Nano just kind of just told the guys, nope, suck it. The final note on this is that Teos are obligated to run Nintendo ads for these Nintendo section events. Considering how little they actually do for the event, it's actually hilarious. Oof. Okay, so we're getting to the big one. To one big one, which is a well-known thing. Which is involving Project M. Project M scene is was a big thing. It helped Primitch help made Brawl at least better than it helped the Brawl like slash BMC the Brawl scene until Smash 4 came out, which let's be honest, people were pretty much buying Brawl just to get Project M. So this is actually a thing that's actually happened. This is actually a surprise. Project M and Project P Plus, which is Another big uh, mod, mod, uh, never mod. It says here there was no cease and desist to Project M. What happened is that Nintendo actually essentially stated to people that within the scene, the PM scene, that hey, your community support of this mod is actually preventing them from working, from working with you guys. So, naturally, the TLs and streamers that were eager on this opportunity to work with Nintendo and try to at least create, be a contributor to a successful Smash, Nintendo Smash Circuit, uh, which has been heard by many TLs and streamers, they thought at the time they were actually trying to use something for the good of the Smash scene in general, which actually made sense. So, as a result, they chose to drop PM from your events and streams on the promise that Nintendo would make a Smash circuit. What happened? This naturally ended up killing off the PM scene tremendously, and it turned out that basically they were just basically turns out they were fooled. It was it came to find out that it was for nothing. For more loss of PM actually cost the community cost our community end up costing the PM Lost PM actually cost the community due to lost the rest of lost revenue from PM attendees in viewership. So, if you were a fan of Project M at the time, you played PM competitively at the time, which was a big thing. You guys got shafted. You guys basically were told by Nintendo. To, Nintendo were given the promise of a Smash Target. And the saddest thing is, you guys just got fucked so raw. No lube, no saliva. They just bent you over and just fucked you. And I feel so sad for the people in the PM community at that point in time. I never was a part of it because I never 
wasn't in the Smash scene at that point. Only in the Commander Smash scene at that point. But if I was a fan, but if I was someone on a P, in the PM community at the time, yeah, I'd be pissed. So that Nintendo went that far into harming the community. Next, esports teams. You'll notice a lot of top-level players have been having trouble securing a team, and players on top on Tier 1 teams have been getting let go. A long time ago, a lot of esports teams were hopeful for Smash. Off esports teams like Denial, COG, Counter-Logic Gaming, Liquid, Cloud9, TSM, like the Optic, I promise you Optic, who knows, I don't know, Optic would have joined Smash, but if Optic... Optic or Phase, who knows? Heck, I'm probably sure Phase now at this point is willing to have anybody be a part of the community of their uh, the team basically now. So now, but yeah, there was a time there was a surge of player pickups because the crazy level of fan engagement paired up with the hope of an eventual Nintendo circuit that never, sadly, never came to be. Teams have begun to understand that never Nintendo was actually never going to support the game and realize. Why are we paying? Why are we paying and supporting players to play Smash Bros. for pennies? So, Nintendo had to make the difficult decision to drop several Smashers over the last few years. So, the closing thoughts in this by this post here is: is the announcement Smasher made? Keep up the passion in protecting the Smash community. Every single part of the community has been held back by Nintendo. While Nintendo is powerful, I truly believe that our love for the various Smash games is strong enough to allow us to continue on for years. Even decades into the future, we've survived this long despite many hurdles, and we can overcome the new ones too. So, that is the plot synopsis, basically. That is the big syn- I'll at least close it. I'll just make this in summary. Nintendo has for years try to kill off the competitive Smash scene in any way, shape, or form, whatever it's by talking to any, uh, making a circuit, and then pulling out and not following through with their deals, or just find ways of, of at least destroying the scene without actually destroying, while pretending that they actually love the scene, they're supporting them, and they're doing nothing. So... Yeah, it's a weird thing that's going on right now. And it's, uh, that's a big thing is, I think it's, to me, it's sad. I feel upset. I'm, I'm not upset as upset like a lot of people. I am a little upset because the fact is, there's a lot of things I, at the time, back in 20, uh, 16, 2017, and, uh, big part of, like, I think a chunk of 2018, uh, I was a, I was trying to at least do uh, come. I was trying to at least do uh, be a series into like the competitive scene. Heck, I was even serious and doing this, you know, streaming, game streaming, and like the Twitch streaming, and uh, putting my uh, ultimate clips on YouTube and having fun playing the game and also doing tournaments and stuff. And I was taking it seriously. The fact that if there was chances that there was circuit was hap- that circuits were happening 
and there was a chance that I could have at least been on. I'm not saying I wouldn't have done anything good, but who knows? Maybe there was a chance I get hot. I was maybe I had a hot maybe a day. I just end up being I played hot and I end up doing very well and I end up who knows? I do well in one of the circuits and maybe in the locals, one of those like local things. And I end up playing in the champion in that championship of that circuit, and actually I do a good performance. And who knows, stuff like that helps ca- catapult. Stuff like that does catapult you. You can, guys. It ends up there are stories of people who just are just regular people, just living. I understand esports people beforehand. You are pretty much a regular person just who just love playing the video game, and you've heard that you can actually compete and actually make money off it, and it's like. Oh, let me just give this a shot. Next thing you know, you are you actually do good. You actually have a talent for it. You actually you are probably you end up becoming a talent player. You actually win tournaments. You beat uh, other top players, and you end up becoming you end up getting exposure as this tournament as a top player. And next thing you know, you're you get signed to a team. You can and you actually make you can just make a living. You don't have to work a regular day job. You can work. You can make a living playing regular games. Heck, one of the big, the one of the biggest, uh, one big uh, esports tournament is known for uh, Dota 2. It's called the International, and it is a pretty much a big crowd-funded tournament. A big crowd-funded tournament. Uh, that's crowd-funded. The the uh, developers put a portion in, portion in, but it's also crowd-funded, and pretty much the prize pot is like in millions. Basically, if you win that tournament, you basically end up becoming a millionaire. You end up becoming a millionaire. Uh, the winning team gets the lion's share of that pot. It so basically you can you can become a millionaire basically off playing these games. Like the, one of the fastest million bucks ever done outside of poker. You know, it's the and that's the thing and. That's the big thing. I, as me at the time, I wanted to be, I wanted to take this seriously. Like I wanted to be a, you know, a competitive gamer. Now that, I think that game is, that dream has kind of sailed past me. Because life and a few other things have happened. Like, for example, losing a gaming computer. For example, uh, I'm now working at home. And I work at, from like 6 to midnight. And I know what you're thinking, like, how am I, I'm actually recording this after midnight. I just got off work, like, a couple hours prior to this, before, just for the interest of full disclosure. So, early night for me, because of not much volume. So, early night for me. But, my point is, the fact that Smash could have had this, could have been legitimized as an actual esport by Nintendo Years upon years upon years, in spite of numerous people from from people who play this game, from the people who played this game for years upon years, Smash Melee for years upon years, to from people who played Smash Four and Brawl, to people who who play even Ultimate now, and everything else, they've wanted this to be the cert. Uh, a competitive scene. Wanted this competitive scene to be legit. They wanted this to have. They wanted to have a circuit, and they uh, they have actually recently had talks with Genesis and actually recently signed to 
other well-known Smash tournaments trying to get... I looks like they're going to shut it down, shut them down, too, because if they're going to do... Because if Big House was going to use Slippy, you already know Sean and Genesis were probably going to use Slippy. And uh, there also was talks of shutting down the Smash World Tour, which was a circuit that was going to be done, like, this year by... Uh, by uh, VGBC video game boot camps, uh, Gimmer, and I think they were talking to them. And it's just to me, is it? Do I? My thing about Nintendo is why is this wrong? Like, why is this in your eyes wrong? Like, we are just, we're a competitive community that is just wanting to compete with, that isn't doing anything to your intellectual property. No one is trying to make money off your intellectual property. No one's pirating off of your work. No one's using, is doing anything for monetary gain off of it. Our thing is, hey, our, this is how, our way we play this game is different from is different from how most people would play the game with probably uh just whatever and like probably with 20 stocks and 20 stocks and pretty much some of the other fun various game modes and other things but we see we don't see smash like it's some kind of just we don't we don't look at my thing is we don't look we don't play the game yeah we don't play the game like a normal most match player most people who play smash would play it as yeah we play it yeah we have different but we do it but we the way we play it is out of love for this series the people who made project m wasn't doing any malicious intent we pretty much we saw a game which which is the sequel which was the sequel to Melee and the way you did that game felt was the way you guys did that game differently from what Melee was Melee felt like the potential it had it felt like this felt a little like you guys didn't put much thought into it, and what it felt like, the game felt like trash, it, I'm, and that is some facts, because let's be honest, the most, if you want to talk about, Bayonetta is a bad OP character, but Meta Knight, the game before that, Meta Knight was OP, was, was worse off than that, let's just say, that's a pot calling Kettle Black, let's just be honest there, so, yeah, let's just say, and what Nintendo did, what and what people did was took what is in this, what was in Brawl. They took, they decided to make it, make what you guys took, what is pretty much at the time by a lot of people in the community with Brawl trash. And they decided to turn this piece of trash, repurposed it like. And turn it into this like diamond, into this like hidden gem, and it's like 
like so taking off something from like Pawn Stars or like the people who took like car old cars, like very old cars. They are like super rusty. Like some of the parts are like are not even don't hardly ever exist, and they just make complete like say make new ones from scratch and like remake the car to like what it was originally. That's what that's what the Smash Me did with Project M. That's what they did. It was nothing out of malicious intent. We pretty much wanted to do it just to show love and also showcase this game in a different light and also make improvements on it. And one of the big things is Nintendo Nintendo they what is going on in the competitive scene is our way of showing love to a game. It's our way of like of the way we play this game and how we interpret it is yes, it is indeed different from the average Smash game, but it's nothing out of malicious intent. So I don't know much to say about it. I I feel bad that Nintendo is doing this thing. Now if you're at this point now I don't know if you watched it at this point in time. But if you're probably watching this and you're probably going, you know what, Jason, I kinda wanna I you know what I think Smash should be can be competitive. There's a lot of examples of great competitive melee of competitive melee, competitive brawl, competitive smash four, competitive ultimate, there is competitive ultimate and even now. Like it is can be an esport and it should be an esport. It's there. Everything is there. We just need Nintendo just doesn't want to support it. And what does that mean? And right now we're kind of just trying. The mainly community is just trying to yell at Nintendo. Hey, we want this to be an esport. We want this to be legit. We just need you guys to support or let other people take over. Let other people take over. And right now the way how it is is just you're practically just talking into basically a brick wall. You're pretty much speaking into the abyss right now. And that is the case with Nintendo. So, is there any way, if you have not, if you're not into the competitive scene, I say you gotta make a tweet. Make a tweet. Make a tweet to uh, Nintendo America with the hashtag save smash. With the hashtag save smash. The hashtag free melee and just say, hey, why can't, why is, what's wrong with making a having making competitive smash an esport? Like, what? It seems like a fun concept, a fun thing, and it should be a esport. Like, hashtag free. You can do that. You can make a tweet. You can actually send an email directly to Nintendo of America. Um, to their PR. There's actually a phone number where you can actually call, uh, you can actually call their PR department about this situation. About the situation. There are ways of getting to get ways of getting Nintendo to of getting Nintendo to to actually be on it. The number actually here's the phone number to the Nintendo of America's PR department, which is 425-861-2055. Again, it is 425-861-2055. Five. This was actually found on uh, Smash Bros. Reddit subreddit. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, I say this. It requires all the 
it requires uh, it doesn't require the eyes of a Smash Mini. I it requires many eyes. And I require I think many eyes. And I say this: if you are, I say this: if you don't have to be a member of Smash Mini to tweet this, and you know to tweet this and know that what Nintendo is doing is a bad is doesn't look bad, but morally it's wrong. It looks bad in hindsight, but morally it's wrong. And I don't even know. It's what they're doing is probably like some Disney level levels of bullshit, basically. And Nintendo needs to, and I think it needs to change. That's something that needs to change. And it's not going to take. And it can We can't just wait till the vaccine comes in. Till this vaccine come to the COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen vaccine comes in to do something. Do, in like, pretty much another lockdown or two, just uh, you know, if the numbers die, go down, and then the restrictions get lifted. Who knows when that will happen? Depends on how long that's gonna take. Until then, right now, it requires pretty much all the eyes of at least getting Nintendo to listen and actually just step in the side and at least, or at least help us, actually fucking help us. And that's, and right now we just, and that's as far as all, all, everybody. Like, and not just, because Smash, one of the big things Smash Ultimate's concept is, everyone is here. Well, for this one, in the case of pretty much this entire situation with Nintendo, we need everyone. Everyone to come in. I say this, people in the Smash community. Everyone in the FGC. Get video game every gamer every video gamer from the from the Call of Duties Call of Duty the Halo community the people in who play League of Legends people who play Dota 2 play everyone in the Nintendo community everyone who plays video games in general we need y'all to come out we need everyone and I mean every single one to make a tweet to Nintendo of America hey we need you you are making a bad this is a bad decision decision you need to make smash we need smash we love smash and we want smash to be an esport hashtag say smash hashtag free melee that's what we need to do and that requires every eyes and at this point in time it if nintendo to anybody who's doing it now actively i you guys have my full support from this you guys have my 100 percent support and trying to make Smash into legitimate esport, and that's something I will gladly support 100% because this community, I love this community, and I'm and that's why I'm about. So, that being said, that's all I'm going to say. That's my uh, I say this is a long hour and a half plus long tangent on what's been going on with the Smashing Me, and this is a it's a big thing, and this is and yeah. I say this. Thank you guys very much for watching this episode. I have been your host, uh, J Money, and I would like to say thank you for watching another episode of the J Money Talks podcast. Anyways, thank you. Good night. Hashtag free melee and hashtag save smash. Good night, everybody. Peace. Forgot to mention. Oh, why don't you get support? Oh, I just forgot to mention this before I go. Nintendo actually produced a statement a while 
actually reduced uh, statement to Kotaku uh, via an email to Kotaku. I forgot to mention this before I left, but I want to at least mention how what I thought about what Nintendo's this statement they, Nintendo made. Nintendo appreciates the love and dedication the fighting game community has for the Super Smash Bros. series. We have partnered with numerous Uber Smash Bros. tournaments in the past and have hosted our own online and offline tournaments for the game. And we can plan to continue that support in the future. Unfortunately, the upcoming Big House tournament announced plans to host an online tournament for Super Smash Bros. Melee that requires use of illegally copied versions of a game in, con in conjunction with a mod called Slippy during their online event. Nintendo therefore contacted the tournament organizers to ask them to stop. They refused, leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in and to protect its intellectual property and brands. Nintendo cannot condone or allow its intellectual privacy of its intellectual property. The truth is, naturally, backing up your own copies for video games of video games for personal use is actually illegal by U.S. copyright. There's actually multiple cases that it's actually legal. Emulation is legal in the United States. So, they got information how you will. Nintendo basically is trying to stop something that is actually kind of borderline legal, basically. So, if you actually want to know why they kill off the big house, basically, Nintendo thinks they're, they're doing some piracy, which I don't think is happening because I don't think they would use the. They would actually use the. Use, like, they were just trying to give out free ROMs to any attendees. I don't think that's happening. I'm probably sure someone would just have a ROM, have a physical copy of of Smash, or get a physical copy from a secondhand store, from a used game store, or get it from probably their neighbor, or get it at a garage, they find it at a garage sale, garage sale somewhere, so, yeah, you're kind of trying to add some issues, which is non-existent, so, yeah, take that information out, you will, so, plus, I don't think, if you heard earlier about what I've said earlier, yeah, let's just say, Let's just say I think that statement is kind of bullshit, honestly. And I think that's my thought about it. So, now I'm ready to go. Thank you guys very much. Take care. Hashtag, again, hashtag free melee. And hashtag say smash. Alright, y'all. Take care. Peace.